Welcome to DFS with Fields of Fantasy, hosted by Johnny B, Dowie, and our DFS expert, Riku. Welcome to DFS with Fields of Fantasy. Dowie and Riku are here today. We are on week nine now. The season is flying over halfway now. Um, yeah, it was a an interesting week last week. I didn't think it was a high score in a week's either, so um, plenty to look at in the DFS. How did you find it last week, Rico? Yeah, I was actually doing quite well until we had Trey McBride because I had lots of Kittle. And um, the thing about last week, the guy that really broke the slate was Trey McBride, who was yeah. 30%, 40% owned, and he got 25 points for 2,700 or 800. So he ended up being one of those weeks where I made some money back, like 70%, but I didn't win anything. If if we had a situation where Trey McBride wouldn't have gone off as the chalk tight end or the most popular player on the slate, then I would have had a um, good week. But, you know, these things happen and it's quite rare. I mean, earlier this year, we've had Michael Meyer, Luke Musgrave, these cheap punt tight ends. Sometimes they go off and when they do, uh, if you're not playing them, uh, they can bury you. And it was one of those weeks. But I think we've got an exciting slate coming up this season, uh, this week. Okay, so let's have a little overview onto this week's slate then. Yeah, week nine, uh, we, we, we again at that part of the season where weather concerns are a big thing. Uh, so we've got a few dome games only. But generally, uh, we'll have a 10-game slate. Uh, top of the slate, we've got the Eagles against the Cowboys, so a divisional matchup. Two, uh, one Super Bowl contender, one fringe Super Bowl contender. I mean, the big difference is the Eagles haven't been defensively as good uh, this year as they were last year. So we saw what Sam Howell basically lighting them up and last week having the highest QB score against them. Cowboys are coming off a great home win uh, against the Rams. So that will be an interesting game. That's a 46-point total. The other sort of high-scoring games or highly predicted scoring games on the slate are the Panthers against the Colts. So Colts are playing away. Partly, um, that's a 44.5-point total, partly because the Colts, every game they seem to be this season, seems to be high-scoring, and they're really pushing the pace. So they play in a really fast uh, pace of... Uh, offense and that means there's lots of game plays and they're not the greatest of defenses so again I think it's going to be one of those games where both QBs are going to have to throw to keep keep up and it might be high paced uh, and finally the other game probably worth calling out is uh, the Ravens against the Seahawks Ravens playing at home 43 point total um, Seahawks have been good offensively when they pushed uh, Ravens we saw them uh Bury the Lions a few weeks ago when playing at home. So that will be an interesting game to see how that goes. But we have a few games uh, also on the slate where there's lots of injury concerns or question marks and injured QBs. So, for example, we have the Falcons playing against the Vikings. We don't know who's going to start for the Vikings. Uh, they say in Jaron Hall. Uh, Hall, a 25-year-old backup QB that was drafted this year, played a few snaps last week. He's likely to start. And we know the Falcons love to run the ball. The other games that are sort of uh, lower scoring is, again, the Browns back up QB versus the Cardinals, who might be might have traded Josh Dobbs at this stage. So it will be interesting to see whether Kyler Murray will be back or whether they'll be rolling up with someone that we don't know. 
Uh, and the other game I'd say, which is again low scoring, is the your Vegas Raiders against the the Giants, and who knows who's going to be the QB for the Giants uh, this week. Yeah, great. Now speaking of QBs, I'll start us off with a QB this week. I've actually got one QB mid range, and he's the one I'm going to be all in on. Derek Carr, five thousand seven hundred. He's coming off 310 yards, two touchdowns. He's playing against the Bears with a low points. We know Derek Carr airs the ball well. This He does struggle in the end zone, which is a little worry, but I do feel like the last two weeks he's turned, he has found his rhythm now in the Saints. And we, against the Bears, I think this is one, you know, you should, hopefully over 300 yards again, three touchdowns. At that price point, you know, you're getting great value there and you can you can spend money in the skill position. So I really like Derek Carr, and that's the only quarterback I'm going with this week just because he's who I'm higher on. Yeah, yourself. I, yeah, I like Carr as well. So I had him noted, and partly because that uh, Bears defense uh, hasn't been good at, uh, against in the air. Uh, they trading they top cornerback. It looks like it, so we might it might be traded. Um, we've seen uh, Chris Olave well come to later have loads of unrealized air yards. So Carr is airing the ball out. So although they haven't been good in the red zone, it, like we saw last week with Rahid Shahid, he had three targets and he got twenty five DK points. So they do throw the ball deep. So that's the thing. The only worry that I have with Carr is whether Kamara vultures touchdowns, but, you know, Kamara does receive the ball. Uh, uh, the, the QB I like, so because I've got no problem with Jalen Hurts. If you look across the board, you've got Fields, Cousins, Stafford, what's a Q tag, Kyler Murray uh, out, Daniel Jones, Q tag, Watson, Q tag, Baker Mayfield, Q tag. Do so lots of quarterbacks that have Q tags. So the one that I really like is uh, Dak Prescott. I don't usually like the Cowboys uh, sort of throwing offense or uh, sort of quarterbacks and partly because they like to run the ball. But I think the uh, Eagles defense has been very vulnerable against the pass this season. They've got great front, so you can't really run the ball at them. But what you can do is throw the ball. And if if there's a game script where the Cowboys are trailing – Dak Prescott makes a lot of sense because he does have those targets in Lamb, uh, Jake Ferguson, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Gallup. So I can see them getting in a game script where they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. So I think 6,500, I think Prescott's a good play. Uh, so I like him a lot this week, alongside Derek Carr, of course. Yeah, I do think that that, that should be a shoot. Uh, you know, Dak's going to be forced to throw the ball. So it's just if the Eagles' defence can contain him, but... They don't look like doing it, so I do like Dak as a player. All right, we'll move on to running back. Now, my high-end pick, Saquon Barkley, 7,900. Coming off an exceptional week of 36 carries. That was because the Giants were playing a quarterback, last name DeVito. Danny DeVito, or whatever he's called. In, in New Jersey, he's like a mob boss, weren't he? Yeah, yeah. So, um... The, the the talk is Danny Jones is going to be back, but he's not going to be 100% either way. So Giants are going to run the ball. They're playing the Raiders. We've seen what Gibbs did to him last night. We've seen what the Bears did to him. We, we are not good against the run. 
So for Barkley, all right, he's probably not going to get the 36 carries. But if he gets 20 carries against us, I think he's over, he'll probably get another over 100 yards. And you know what? He's going to be the main weapon as well with Darren Waller being out. So I really like Barkley this week. My low-end pick is Matterson at 5,400. Now, Atlanta do have a good run day, but their quarterback's either going to be Jaron Hall. Kirk Cousins is out. So Jaron Hall or Dobbs if he comes in. Dobbs isn't going to know the playbook, so they are going to run the ball a hell of a lot, aren't they? We know Falcons don't put up a lot of points either, so it's probably going to be both teams running the ball. Cam Akers could be another play, um, but I think they both could be good targets. But last game, Madison had 19 carries, so he still looks like he's still being the main running back. So, yeah, I do like Madison that week just because I think they're going to be forced to run a lot. Yeah, I think Grady Jarrett's uh, defensive tackle uh, for the uh, Falcons is injured for the rest of the season. He's he's kind of their best run stuffer. So I was thinking about Madison as well myself. The only the only worry that I have with him is the splitting work and how what way that goes. Uh, but again, at 5,400, even if he gets you 10 points, it doesn't kill your lineup. Yeah. Um, the ones I like is DeAndre Swift, Cowboys don't have the best run defense. Very good at pass rushing, decent coverage. But I think this could be a game uh, where Swift uh, erupts. Uh, the only worry, of course, with the Eagles defense, uh, sorry, running backs is they do use uh, Kenneth Walker in the two-minute drill. And also we have seen, um, you know, Hurts with the tush-push uh vulturing those touchdowns but we saw a reverse of the touch push uh yeah I last did week. So, so yeah but i think swift is given the amount of targets and carries he gets he should be priced higher but he hasn't had a big game uh since maybe week two or three the other one i like is jonathan taylor who i had a lot lot of last week he got to 95 yards and then they stopped playing him they played uh moss so i don't know whether he was carrying an injury or whether something happened but at 6,400, I think Taylor's at that range where it's only a matter of time until he takes over that backfield. The Panthers don't have a good run defense. So I don't mind Moss or Taylor, but, you know, Taylor is still going to be the 1A back. So I think at 6,400, you could do a lot worse. Um, and the interesting one for me is to see where the ownership lands on Bijan Robinson because he was 6,000 uh, last week. He was relatively highly owned, but he didn't play particularly well. I wonder how low, low does the price have to go for Bijan until everybody is so annoyed about missing out on him. Because we have to remember fantasy drafts and best ball drafts uh, at the beginning of the season. He was a first-round pick, and now he's priced uh, around the same price as Gus Edwards and you know Zach Moss and Dante Foreman. Yeah, there was um, that same when it Arthur Smith hates fantasy football. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think he said it as well, didn't he? I Saying think, he, I think he did. Yeah, I, I have seen it quoted. I just didn't know if it was like, a piss take from uh, some of the people. So, but yeah, I I love Jonathan Taylor this week. I think it's great value. He's one of them players who get him now before his price gets to that eight thousand range again. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I do really like uh, Taylor. 
Going to wide receivers. My expensive pick isn't expensive, but Chris Olave. Now, I think his price is low because the usage, usage is, is quite spread, isn't it? You know, Kamara's getting a hell of a lot. Shahid gets them long balls. Thomas is even getting targets. But this is a game where I can see him putting his wide receiver one numbers. You know, like we said, the Bears are not good in defense. It's a cheap stack as well, I think. Yeah. And you know the saying, get them while they're cheap. And I think you're going to see Alave's prices going up weekly. So it's 6,300. I, mean, I love it. Same, but you know, Alave's had 77 targets in eight games. So uh, just reading through his targets log, I mean, again, a lot of them are deep balls, so they're not easy catch. Uh, he's got 9, 15, 10, 5, 6, 11, 11, 10. So if you can get 10 targets against the Bears secondary at that price, I'll take that all day. The only worry with someone like Olave is, I mean, look, good that Carl's throwing the balls is, again, that Arvin Kamara factor. So if the Saints take a lead, they won't be throwing the ball. So I, I like I like Olave. Uh, and I like uh, Carr, but I'd like to, if I was playing that, I would consider having a Cole Komet or DJ Moore just because that game needs to be competitive. But we'll get to Cole Komet a bit later, but I love that Kamara pick. Yeah. And, and then my cheap pick, this is just a throw in the dart. Jalen Hyatt, 3,000. So... Darren Waller is out. Barkley's going to be their number one target, but we know they're going to have to throw the ball, and Danny Jones should be back. We all know Danny Jones loves that big ball over the top. Hoyer is a speed demon. Our secondary is slow, while the Raiders' secondary is slow. Hoyer is... We've seen glimpses, haven't we, this season, you know, where he's had two receptions for, like, 80 yards. Yeah. At 3,000, right, he might score you zero points. He might score you 15 points. If you're going to... Yeah, and it, this is a matchup to target. Raiders' secondary has been better, but it can it can be beat by speed and Hyatt's their speed demon. So at 3,000, I like having him in a lineup. So, you know, you can spend a bit more money, say, on your flex or your defence, not your tight end. Don't waste your money there. No, I like Hyatt. He's a good call. I'll start with my cheaper one, uh, and then I'll work my way up. So Demario Douglas, who most people won't know, plays for the uh, New England Patriots. Uh, he he has had, uh, in terms of targets, he had seven in the last game, six the week before. They've just got Kendrick Bourne out for the rest of the season. So 4,000 against the Commanders. They'll be throwing the ball. I think Demario Douglas is a good pick. But I think this this week on the cheaper range, you've got players like uh, Elijah Moore, um, Curtis Samuel, DJ Chark, and obviously Hyatt, who you mentioned, and even the likes of Darnell Mooney. So I think it's a good week for the cheaper receiver. Uh, the other ones I like, uh, obviously Chris Olave, who mentioned, uh, Amari Cooper, uh, got 11 targets last week, eight the week before and eight the week before that. Playing with PJ Walker, uh, he's got a pretty condensed target tree. He tends to throw the ball to Mari Cooper or Davidson Juku. So I like that one. Uh, but my highest priced one is Cooper Cup at 8,500. We know how Cup can play. We know that Cup can explode. 
so I like him. I also like AJ Brown, who has had an incredible run this season. I think AJ Brown's been the best wide receiver in the NFL. No, since, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, since week three, he has had every game going over 125 yards. Uh, so, you know, against Dallas, I'm not too worried about the secondary as Trayvon Diggs is out. They still have Gilmore. But yeah, Cooper Cop's my one. Cooper Cop has had a few really bad weeks. Uh, but again, last week he had 10 targets. So we know Cooper Cop can easily get you 150, you know, 150 yards and a touchdown and 10 targets. So, you know, that puts you in a 30 plus territory in DK. So I like Cooper Cop's price. Will you be brave enough to play Devontae Adams? That is the question. No, I ain't touching Raiders offense. I'd rather go with three Giants players in that Raiders offense. We've scored over 20 points once. We scored 21 points, and that was because of a safety from Max Crosby. So the offense has not actually scored over 20. Why wasn't Jacoby Myers targeted yesterday? I saw him like one target in the game. Just Josh McDaniels needs to go. Imagine booking to go to Vegas to go and see the Raiders this year in probably the worst Raiders team of... <laughs> yeah, enjoy. Should we go to tight ends, your favorite position? Yeah, well, this is actually, I am targeting the Raiders tight end, spooky season, Michael Mayer, 2,800. I'll be honest, I looked at the tight ends, there's not many matchups I really like personally. We've seen Mayer showed glimpses that he can be successful in that offense. Jimmy G does love to go to his tight end, we've seen all the success with Kittle. Um, and he has gone to Mayer the last few weeks. At 2,800, right, if he can get four receptions, 40 to 60 yards, even see the red zone. We don't see the red zone much, so that is a throw in a dart. But it's just I don't like the tight end matchup, so I'd rather just take the punt there and, you know what, spend the money elsewhere and get the points that way. Yeah. I uh there's a couple of tight ends in the mid range I like. So I like uh David Sanjuku. Uh since PJ Walker's been on under center, he's had nine, eight, and four targets. So four targets in the game against Sam Fran where uh, Watson didn't play. So we can discount that, but he's had eight and nine targets, uh, and he scored touchdown last week. So he's priced at three thousand eight hundred. So I don't mind him because he's a very talented player. So we know that, you know, he can do what stuff with the ball in his hands. The other one is Cole Komet. Uh, Tyson Bajan might be the quarterback still, but he did target uh, Komet 10 times uh, this week against the Chargers. 10 targets, 10 receptions, 79 yards. If you add a touchdown into that and he gets a few more yards, you know, you're looking at some good territory. So I do think against the... Saints, which is a decent run defense, the Bears are going to have to throw the ball. So, you know, Cole Komet, if I'm going to pl- play that game, I'm probably going to end up playing uh, Carr, Olave, maybe Shahid, although I think his price is probably too high for his range of outcomes. But Cole Komet's going to be my bring back. I think he makes sense as the guy that you add to that because that's the way the game is competitive. But, uh, you know, the bear's not been trampled, so that removes the Alvin Kamara need. Yeah, i tell you one um, tight end I do like. He isn't my actual pick, but now with the trade news today, Hunter Henry. Now, Washington's pass rush 
It's not going to be very good. You know, they got rid of Young, yeah. Sweat. He's yeah. gone. So, yeah. we know Matt, Matt Jones, I think, I'm still not saying he's good, but the last two weeks he's been better. And he's going to have a bit more time this week. And you know, Hunter Henry's always been a main target of uh, Matt Jones. Yeah, and also uh, Kenrick Bourne is out, so that helps. Yeah. Well, again, what uh, it will be interesting to see how the uh, target distribution goes with Kenrick Bourne out. Now that you have you have Gesicki, you've got Henry, you've got yeah. Parker, you've got Juju, and you've got Douglas. So quite a few players there. And what's that other one? Ferro. Right, take him on Thornton or. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Well, you know, that's the one actually I just thought. I do think Patriots might be okay this week, actually. Um, we'll move to defense. I am going with the New Orleans Saints. 4,100. Money saved on the tight end. I could pay up now in my defense. Now he's looking likely Tyler Bajan starts. He's coming off two interceptions. I can't see. Bears putting many points up either, but they are going to be forced to chase the game because we do expect Saints to take over. We also know when they have to chase the game, they get forced to throw. Saints' defence is really good, so they're going to force pressures, mistakes, sacks. So I think they'll be a high-scoring defence this week. Yeah, I think I think so too. They, they're good shouts. Uh, I like... Um, so in terms of defences, I like the Patriots because the... Washington commanders have traded away a couple of key asset, assets from their defensive line. So I could see I could see uh the Patriots running the ball, controlling the game, and that may might force um Sam Howell to throw the ball a lot. And you know, he's a good quarterback, he throws the ball up, he can be mistake prone. And the Patriots defense are very very well coached and even against the Dolphins last week, we saw them turn over the ball a few times. Uh, so I think it's a good spot for the Patriots' defense. But I'll be interested to see how popular they're going to be because I, I imagine they're probably going to be one of the more popular defenses on the slate unless people choose the Cardinals and pick on P.J. Walker. But yeah, I like the Patriots' defense a lot. Yeah. Right, so that's us for this week. But we'll say a big congratulations to Jimmy Jack on winning last week's competition. He scored 189 points, which is pretty good. I felt last week the scores were quite middle of the range. Yeah. Had I, lots of 150s, 160s. Yeah, I, I let me look at what my highest score was because I again I'm, the killer was that uh, the killer really was that whole Trey McBride thing, which really annoyed me because when I saw did you see that touchdown thing when it came up? Because he sort of got pushed in, and I was like, no. Yeah, um, so I'll tell you Jimmy Jack's team. It was Burroughs quarterback, Etienne and Hall running back, Chase, Pittman, Shahid, Akumwanu as tight end, Kittle in the flex, and the Jets as defence. Yeah. Yeah, the highest one I had was 177 points, so... Yeah, it's a pretty good score for last week, but he looks like he's actually he actually won it really on his running backs and that gamble on Shahid. Yeah, I had a lot of Shahid. I thought he's a good spot, but Shahid's one of those boom bust players that yeah. I think you know he only had three targets, right? But he took took one to the house and he went over a hundred yards. But I think now when he gets to that range where he's four thousand five hundred, he's probably not it. 
he's probably not worth it, but yeah. Yeah, and he also had George Kittle, who had a 27-point week, which, you know. Yeah, I had a lot of Kittle last week, but again, he had a couple of points more than uh, Trey McBride, who yeah. ended up, you know, at half the price, scoring around the same pot price point so I'm 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 annoyed at Trey McBride but we love him we learn yeah I, I missed out last week because I had a lot of Zay Flowers and Pickens seven points from Flowers nine points from Pickens you know it's just yeah. not good enough yeah I think Pickens had like two targets and one touchdown so something yeah. crazy so yeah so everyone don't forget to join our league this week the uh, link will be in the description good luck everyone thank you Rika good stuff And we'll see you all next week.